0: You know, I'd offer you a chair, but there's only the one. So tell me, Liza, how's Keith?
1: (sighs) Go to hell.
0: Already headed there. How about Jane?
1: I told you I didn't want to talk to you, Uriah.
0: Why do you insist on Uriah? I have a normal name like you, you know. You never had a problem saying it before. Dr. Calvin Finch. Do you remember our honeymoon?
1: Stop it.
0: The sands of Barbados. The sunsets. The long nights.
1: I said stop it.
0: (laughs) And all that time you had no idea. You trusted me. From the day you met me to the day you received that call. Maybe I'll leave you be. Cal. Ah, now you want to talk.
1: I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to my son.
0: Our son, Liza. I'll think about it.
1: Does he even know I didn't just disappear? Does he know that Gats... Maybe he
0: does. Maybe he doesn't. Not for me to say. I'll be back later. Remember that tomorrow is another step on the path to victory.
2: My name is Sarah. my name is Jane. One rainy evening in March, I appeared on the doorstep of Dr. Liza Finch without a name, without a memory. But as the pieces fall into place, I'm starting to realize I don't have the blank slate I thought I did. This is Tabula Rasa.
3: Season 2. Episode 2. Lies and Half-Truths. And
0: I know it will kill tonight.
4: Interview. Special Agent zombie McGrath with the woman known only as Jane. Tuesday, Aaron. June 16th. I beg your pardon? My name is Erin. Oh, right. Special Agent Sandby McGrath with a woman known as Erin, alias Jane. I've gone
2: by Sayre as well. Sayer. That's right.
4: I thought you didn't know who you were.
2: I'm figuring myself out. <sighs> of course you are.
4: Interview Special Agent Sonvi McGrath with the woman known as aaron Jane Sayer. Tuesday, june sixteenth, eleven forty seven AM local time. Miss Sayer. Sergeant Clark and Dr. Finch's initial reports state that you had no memory of any events before the time you appeared on the latter's doorstep. That has changed, yes? That's correct. So let's begin with the night you met Dr. Finch.
5: Mr. Cameron. Chicago Police. We'd like to have a word with you. Mr. Cameron. Uh, Maybe he's not home. And what, he left the TV on? No one buys that trick anymore. Get inside. What are you doing here, detective? And who's your friend? I've got an image to uphold here. Sergeant Nathan Clark. Organized crimes. We want to talk to you about this tip you gave Detective Velasquez.
3: Sergeant Clark. So this is the boss man, then? You could say that. Who told you there was heroin in that warehouse?
5: I can't just go around handing out names of my colleagues, Detective. Colleagues? I like that. Makes you sound like a real businessman. Look, we can do this here. Or we can make a big show and drag your ass to our offices. Velasquez here tells me you're on the up and up, but I don't take kindly to men who nearly get my people killed. Whoa. Killed? That's right. That warehouse was packed full of contraband, Lucas. But it wasn't drugs. Conspiracy to commit murder is one hell of a charge, Mr. Cameron. Especially with a warehouse full of cops. Hold on a minute. I swear to God, I was told there was heroin in that warehouse. Who told you that? A buddy of mine. Runs a sports bar on Irving Park and Campbell. They call him Europa. Europa. Holy oh, crap. Does he have a real name? Um, something Jones. Weird first name. Ebenezer or something like that. Boss? Irving Park and Campbell? That was the place we confused cats for Jane. Thank you for your time, Mr. Cameron. You've been ever so helpful. Come on, let's get a hold of McGrath. Thanks for stopping by. Hope to see you again soon, Sergeant. Detective.
4: You remember being shot by this
2: Ganymede, though you don't remember why. That's right.
4: And you have no idea who he is.
2: Like I said, I don't see faces. And names don't come instinctively the way feelings do sometimes. I remember Callisto was named Catherine Swain. Io was George Pickett. And there was another one named Europa. His parents named him after a David Copperfield character. Macabre, I think it was. But Ganymede?
4: No. After you were shot, you remember stumbling down Irving Park and into one of the residential neighborhoods. Agent
2: McGrath, Clark's on line three for you.
4: Uh, thank you, Detective. I'll be right there. Let's take a break, then. Morris will be able to get you anything you need, I'm sure. <laughs> of course. I'll be back shortly.
6: I've been watching her
4: grill you for the past hour. you think we would have made it up to the first attempt on Montague's life by
2: now. She keeps just circling back to things we've already covered. Kind of sucks that you're a suspect again. I thought we got past all that. You're telling me. But all the same, the more I remember... It can't have been that bad. It's not like you know where you beat up a reverend, you know? Or why you stole your marriage license. But I was one of them. I remember Uriah talking to us. I remember sitting with Gats, Io, Callisto, Europa, Ganymede. But you're helping us now. And that's what matters, right? (laughs) Because of me, Liza's God knows where, having God knows what done to her. And I'm just sitting here, answering questions. I only have half the answers due. Breathe.
4: (sighs) Listen, I'm going to tell you what I tell my boys, okay? You can't change your past. You can just affect the present.
2: McGrath may be a rude pain in the ass, but she is here to help. And she will do everything in her power to help bring Liza back. What if... What if it's too late? I don't think it is. But if there is one thing we know about Gats at this point, it's that he doesn't want to see you hurt. And I don't think killing your psychologist is going to help anything. It's not him I'm worried about. It's Uriah. He tried to kill you.
4: All right. Morris, Clark's still on the line for you. Thank you. Of course... Where were we? Right. You were being pursued by Detectives Morris and Velasquez, and you stumbled into Dr. Finch's neighborhood.
2: Um... Hey. (sighs) Steph. Can I come in? You look like hell, Finch. Uh,
4: I feel like it, too.
7: You want anything?
2: Nah, I'm alright. Where have you been?
7: Just busy. Jane had a bit of an episode a couple days ago.
2: Jane? Jane? Oh, right, that crazy lady who lives with you.
7: Yeah, she has these things where she remembers stuff from what happened to her before she lost her memory or whatever. Most of them are just a few minutes, but this one was hours long. She's still in the hospital.
2: Okay. Um, did you want to go hang out tonight? We could go play mini-golf at Navy Pier. I'll even let you beat me this time.
7: Uh, no, not tonight. I'm kind of exhausted.
2: Oh. Oh, okay then. Um, go get some sleep or something. I'll talk to you tomorrow.
7: Thanks. Love you. You know, I was beginning to wonder if I had the wrong place. Your sarcasm goes unappreciated.
6: Don't go biting one another's heads off just yet. I need you both for the time being.
7: So what do we do now that Montague is gone? The cell's mission has clearly been scrubbed.
6: Watch your tone, Ganymede. Unlike Uriah, I do not make idle threats. If I do not like the way you speak to me, there will be no bullet grazing the back of your head. You'll meet the same end Callisto did.
7: Huh. That was you, then. I'm the one who pulled the trigger.
6: Yes, Gats, but they were my orders. Credit where it's due, Uriah did not suspect it to be anything other than some drugged-up teenager with a gun. You handled her removal perfectly. Though, for someone who cares so little about what Ganymede thinks, you're certainly quick to clarify you were the executioner. <laughs>
7: Callisto wouldn't have fit into this. She was always terrified of Uriah, and followed him to the end. Europa as well. That was well handled.
6: See, we can all get along. You two already know that it's loyalty to the cause, not to our handlers, that gives us strength.
7: Of course. As you say.
6: But you wanted to know about our next step. Gats. Has our friend from California taken steps to remove evidence of Europa's involvement in the assassination?
7: Yes, they did a blanket wipe. There's going to be a lot of static and not much else for Homeland Security and Sayer to go on. I
6: was under the impression we wanted them to find us. Uriah did. His little revenge plot would have killed everyone she loved, including you, Gats. And then he would have led her to his doorstep and killed her, too. Lazy. Overcomplicated. Stupid You see why he's no longer in charge? But remaining in the shadows is our best advantage. For the time being we wait. And remember we have something very precious to say her something she'll be willing to do anything for.
7: <laughs> oh is that the doctor or Gats?
6: It's open.
5: You wanted to see us?
4: I did. Close the door behind you, please. Take a seat. Here, Aaron, let me
2: help you. I got it. No, I have not I, I... There you go. Uh, thank you.
4: I would like to make one thing very clear. Jane, I still consider you a suspect. You're on record now as saying you spent time with this group of people who've made attempts on the lives of federal agents as well as police officers. In fact, barring Sergeant Clark here, you've attempted to kill everyone in this room, yourself included.
2: Yes.
5: I think the nightmare that was the gang clash at Fracture Counts is attempting to kill me.
0: That's true. Uh, It's not fair to leave the old man out.
5: Exactly. Shut up, Velasquez.
4: Detective Velasquez, let's keep this meeting professional, please. Jane, or Aaron, or whatever your name is, present circumstances force my hand. I can't afford to keep you locked up while you have a demonstrable ability to help us. And, frankly, beyond a testimony from you that will never hold up in a court of law... We have no evidence to charge you with any wrongdoing, so I will allow you to remain on as a consultant with the Organized Crimes Force. Detective Morris. Yes? I'll be assigning you to help her. With Dr. Finch gone, she'll need someone to help her from place to place. Hold on. We can all do that. Don't relegate
2: her to guard duty and handholding.
4: I don't need my hand held. You've been blind for at least three months, you can remember, and the last time you were left alone, you disappeared for hours and wound up in a hospital. Detective Morris will be keeping an eye on you. Fine. We've all had a long day and it's gotten pretty late, so I'll spare you the rest of the specifics until tomorrow. That'll be all, thank you. Uh, Sergeant Clark... Could you stay for just a few more minutes, please? Certainly. Sergeant Clark, I know this isn't easy. Me sitting at your desk, pulling rank, taking over your cases...
5: I don't care about that.
4: Oh, that's great. I was really starting to worry.
5: What I do care about is the lack of respect you're showing my people. Insulting Jane's disability, people get sued for less than that. And even beyond that, treating my people like they're Igor, your flying monkeys, is not acceptable. If you're going to command respect, Agent McGrath, you're going to have to start giving it out, too. Because those people out there are the toughest people I have ever met. And if you push them, they will push back.
4: You can go as well, Sergeant. Good night.
2: Walker? Walker!
4: It's Sanvi.
3: Sanvi? I wasn't expecting to hear from you so soon.
4: Well, I wasn't expecting to call you so soon. But I was wondering if you still wanted to do dinner.
7: Doctor,
1: <laughs> Go to hell.
7: Dinner's here. Are you hungry?
1: Starved.
7: Chicken tortilla soup. A la gas. Some bread, too. Thank you. A friend of Aaron's is a friend of mine. I... I'm sorry about this. You being here, it... It, it, it wasn't what I wanted.
1: Mm, Uriah's idea.
7: <laughs> God, no. Uriah would rather you were dead and have that be the end of it. He might have stretched it out a bit, but then you'd be dead. No, this was... This was Danica's decision. Danica? Yes, Danica. She, uh, she's the one calling the shots now. I wouldn't expect our old friend Uriah to be around much longer.
1: You're going to kill him?
7: Me, personally? Mm, Hard to say, but someone will. Sooner, rather than later.
1: Hmm. Good.
7: (laughs) Oh, you make me laugh, Dr. Finch. You know, I used to be a doctor, too. A chemist, actually. Did you know that? Does Erin know?
1: She doesn't. I don't think...
7: What does she know?
1: How is it that you used to be a doctor?
7: Don't change the subject.
1: (laughs) Then don't ask me to answer questions I don't want to answer.
7: Oh, doctor. Okay. I see what you're doing. Trying to get a read on me. Get a reaction out of me. Well, it won't work.
1: I already have a read on you. I know exactly who you are.
7: Oh, well. Suppose I hear it then, hmm?
1: You're a fanatic. Religious, maybe, or political. Driven by some kind of ideal or cause, or you were, but you've become disenfranchised. The words they keep feeding you are ringing hollow in your ears, and it's because of Jane. You care about her. You care about her a lot more than you want Uriah or this Danica to ever know. And there's something about you that needs to be in control at all times. Enough!
7: Stop! Just... stop. (sighs) Well played. You showed me your hand and still got what you wanted. You seem to have finished your food. I'll bring you more in the morning.
1: Gats, I can help you!
3: Four. Featuring the voice talents of Susan Bridges as Erin Jane Sayre, Lynn Cullen as Dr. Liza Finch, Chris Hackney as Detective Rafael Velasquez, Kristen Bays as Detective Lakeisha Morris, Pete Milan as Sergeant Nathan Clark, Mindy Rast Keenan as Special Agent Sanvi McGrath, James Rossi as Keith Finch, Jason R. Wallace as Terry Ganymede Morris, Tom Stitzer as Gats, Allison Moser as Danica, Mark Zariker as Lucas Cameron Hannah Jane Condal as Stephanie Nichols Richard Casto as Dr. Brandon Walker Corson Bremer as Christian Holdridge and Joe J. Thomas as Dr. Calvin Finch Written by Jack Kalk Edited by Teresa Stacy Directed by Anna Rodriguez Assistant Director Dave Morgan Opening Theme By Her Side Written and performed by Karina Barroso Available on iTunes Closing Theme Back Home, written and performed by Mile96. Dust, Fit for a King, Gravity, Gray Snow, and Me and Billy Barnum by Josh Woodward. Deep Haze by Kevin McLeod, Black Box in the Ground by Dano at danosongs.com. Produced by Pendant Productions. Tabula Rasa, created by Jack Kalk. Copyright 2013, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit
4: PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. 64 hours since our last contact with Dr. Finch.
0: Next time, on Tabula Rasa, organized crimes follows a lead to a place where it all began.
2: Uh, We're looking for the uh, proprietor. Uh... Macabre Jones? Smells like bacon.
4: (sighs) And beer. Yeah, that tends to be typical of a sports bar.
0: Meanwhile, Keith's frustration grows.
2: When were you planning on telling me this?
0: Don't make this my fault. And Gats and Ganymede set up a meeting. Uriah, it's me. If you want Danica gone, I can help you. Meet me here. Tempers rise in the midday sun. In Tabula Rasa, Season 2, Episode 3.
6: We're almost ready to start the game. We just seem to be missing one piece.